awesome and i've got you and thank you so much for being here mate lovely to meet you hi lou great to be here thank you buddy so um we're going to be talking about service standards so something which is quite close to to our hearts obviously because we 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 do that quite a lot with pillar and we find that medium to bigger size businesses are much better at this but smaller to medium-sized businesses um are not so good um and i know that we'll have some smaller operators who are listening to this and they've clicked through um so i'm really hoping we can encourage some of those to to take some of this uh, advice on board yeah so before we begin can you just give us kind of 90 seconds or so to let us know who you are i guess what your role is what your company is and why you're talking about this yeah so my um my company is called hospitality benchmark solutions um which i started last uh, well 2022 started 2022 and our i suppose our absolute number one function is about taking your hospitality business to the next level of performance so um, a fundamental change to improve and develop the teams that will deliver that for you um you know we, we support sites Perhaps, perhaps generally things start with the diagnostic, business diagnostic. So as an operator, you can really understand your performance baseline and what improvement potential would look like financially. Um, and we do that across, you know, everything that I could do is across a, a framework that I've built. So um, seven-step optimization framework, um, profit optimization, sales maximization, operational excellence, people development, labor efficiency, and marketing performance. Just so you know, we've got something to work to because, as you know, everything is interlinked in hospitality, um, and and often it's about incremental gains, you know, over a period of time to really kind of get, yeah, get to the root cause and really kind of build a business up. Um, and uh, yeah, so my 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 background, uh, many years with um, sort of on the high street, uh, opening, underperforming, you know, troubleshooting with uh, high street restaurants, um, companies like Living Ventures. Um, and I then went on to work for a company called Provenance Inns, and we opened the West Park Hotel in Harrogate, so that was from sort of ground up, really, complete new build. Uh, and then for many years, worked for Sodexo in business improvement, so big global facilities management company. A business improvement team was there to optimise the performance of um, perhaps uh, underperforming contracts, um, but also mitigate risk out of um out of complex mobilizations and new business so but my love is hospitality and taking all that and putting it into the bits that i love you know the, the delivery and service and uh, of our restaurants or anywhere you know bars hotels anything with a sort of food operation um i love to get involved in it so superb brilliant so i will just say before we start as well that to the listener that there is a sheet in the show notes for what we're discussing today so We've taken the page from your from your larger document to do with service standards, and we've put on that in the show notes. So if it's safe for you to do so, if you're not driving, go into the show notes and um, bring that up so you can read through that as we're talking about this. Um, so the first thing I want you to do, please, is to qualify the issue with not having um, effective or any service standards. What does that What does that lead to if you've not done this um, process? Okay, yeah, so. Um... I think I think the big problem in in anything in hospitality is perhaps mediocrity and just sort of settling um and you know those 
who don't have a service standard in their in their business are really wide open to such inconsistency um an inconsistency of delivery of service inconsistency of um their training and development of their teams and a common goal um and you know in a world at the moment where you know the rise of the part-time member of staff because perhaps the full-time roles you know aren't appealing to people um the you know the obviously well talks about high staff turnover and retention problems having something that you can you know fundamentally train into the business that's going to you know that's going to going to nurture a customer journey and do it consistently and you know be a be a the document that you can refer to and evolve over time in line with your business challenges is, you know, I think it's it's beyond that. You know, not it's crucial, really. Yeah. So we we often talk, we often hear this this term. What does good look like? And I guess what we're talking about now is documenting what good looks like for your business. So you you there are yeah. general service standards right across the industry, but I really like what you just said about. Uh, avoiding mediocrity because if you just use somebody else's service service standards which were not created for you you're bound to end up in that mediocrity aren't you yeah well you you are and and, and you also um you, you know you, you you've got teams that potentially don't know yeah they said they don't know what good luck looks like to you you know as a you know you as the operator so you put a lot of pressure onto onto people and a lot of perhaps anxiety and you know they're getting perhaps getting a bit of a hard time for it as well and actually you haven't laid out exactly what you want them to be doing so that in its basic form you know um but i suppose what if i just reverse what good looks like and what how what manifests as as you know not so good you know perhaps reviews perhaps low average spend low repeat customer rate uh unengaged staff right inadequate training so all you know all that can really be resolved you know, with a very clear kind of service criteria or, um, you know, that's going to allow your teams to really kind of deliver that service for you. Mm. Um, for sure. Okay. So let's, uh, let's assume that we've, we've got some engaged listeners, they've clicked through, they're interested in creating service standards. Maybe they've not done it before. Maybe this is the first time that they've actually yep. got the time or the mental space or the experience or the business has been going long enough and they're now sitting down for the first time to create service standards what would be the first steps do you think yeah um so well you might have you might have listeners listening who, who are who, who kind of like we already have service standards as well and i would sort of like for them i'd be saying when were the last time they reviewed you know, you know, and are are they doing the right job for you, and are they aligned to the challenges in your business? But yeah, so certainly, there's at any level you are at with this, you know, there is improvement, like in like in most things. But for kind of people starting, you know, really from a, a blank page, or want a fundamental change, or start again, perhaps it's, um, you know, what what do you you know what do you want to achieve through the life of your customer journey when they walk in the building, and capturing that, um, so. Uh, capturing everything that happens when that customer walks through the door and, and when they leave. And, um, and that seems like, you know, it's going to be quite a laborious job. And it might be at first, you know, to, to really write those things down. But but also build, you know, build it with emotion. You know, how do you want people to feel? How do you want the customer to feel? You know, what, what emotion do you want your team to kind of give, 
you know, to, to be feeling, you know, when a customer walks in. Uh, and I think, you know, if you imagine like the scene from Goodfellas, you know, I was, like, like, think back to that with Henry Hill walking with Karen Hill into the Cape of Cabana and they go through the back door and they walk through past multiple people. And it's like, and you look at this and you think, how is she feeling after that? And is that, is that how you want your customers to feel when they walk in your door? You know, and, and how do you get them to, you know, how do you, you know, relay that? you know that emotion to you know that example to you know this is how we want people to feel um so yeah so so start there write it all down um you know and cover everything how what's that welcome look like um what's the you know what's the drinks order look like at a table if this is a restaurant particularly you know how that's going to be delivered um you know then the food orders presets you know everything you can think of in terms of um does do we need to get a message across to somebody do we want to you know do we want to underline what we're what we're good at how are we going to do that how are we going to do that if it's a repeat customer or if it's a first time diner you know really kind of get everything in there so you've got you know you've got this document that's that covers everything that you as an operator want to see if you come and dine into that business but with bells on you know with you know that it's going to that's going to make somebody be like, wow, that was amazing. Um, and then, uh, yeah, uh, and then and then you can also see how that document can intersect with your training and what training requirements that you need to get people up to that level. So then it creates that training matrix. So, yeah, so this is a standalone document. It's fine, but obviously we need to get our team into a position where they're going to be able to deliver that really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the first step is getting it clear in your own mind, basically, uh, as an operator. So spending that time away from the firefighting to sit down and get it clear in your own mind. Okay, cool. Um, so you've, so the, the, the listener hopefully is, is looking at this document we've put on the show notes. So you've got this sort of three tier uh, approach to this. So just talk us through that. Yeah. So, so, uh, you know, you've got a lot written down there. So you, you've gone through this process and you've, you, you've kind of gone, right, okay, we've got everything covered there. You know, then strip it back, you know, have, have a look at what kind of, you know, what are, you know, we, 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 we're taking on new staff here. So we've got to get people into a really good place and very quickly. Um, and, uh, you know, yesterday it needs to happen for, for most people. Um, so what's, you know, what, what's the must-haves, of that service criteria that are going to deliver a service to you that's that's acceptable in inverted commas, um, and you know that could be your tier one. That's a, this is this is what we need to train in. And what that also creates is, you know, pe- people when people start in hospitality and they leave and and turnover rates are huge. A, a lot of that is down to anxiety and so much to learn and you know. You've recruited on personality these days. You know, we recruit, we're recruiting on competency. We're not necessarily recruiting on, you know, experience. So we've got to get teams, you know, realistically up to a level. But, you know, throwing loads of information at and then building up expectations that aren't going to be achievable, you know, that's not going to work for anybody. Um, and so breaking this, you know, your kind of service Bible, this is how we want delivery of our service but into bite-sized chunks almost you know makes this a lot more manageable from both the training point of view and also you know for from an employee a new employee taking that information in um so yeah so tier one must haves must do's um you know how perhaps how what interaction looks like 
what part of the menu do you really need to know? You know, there might be, you know, you might be like the allergen stuff in there and those dishes and, you know, that kind of thing as well to make sure that, you know, for obvious reasons. And then, and then tier two, you know, in this, you know, depend, obviously we all learn at different rates. So, you know, you've, you've got to be all over this a, a little bit, but tier two could be, you know, in X amount of weeks time or months time or, you know, your more established teams, you know, this then service criteria becomes what's linked to your business drivers maybe so what's driving profitability specials you know what um you know selling techniques and not being too pushy and offering you know and making that kind of service really kind of fit to what, what your business is all about and then you could have another level a tier three um that's that outstanding kind of delivery knowledge interaction you know, this is where we're, you know, perhaps if it's a, you know, a restaurant, there's a, a wide knowledge to a certain level that really kind of, you know, effortlessly, effortlessly sells the business and the offer and the services, you know, slick. And, um, but it's that kind of like that three-tiered approach, I think, c- could really work and help people who just get a bit overwhelmed thinking everyone's got to learn everything very quickly. And actually, that's really counterproductive in so many cases. Mm. Yeah, I like that. Um, so this is where you could start to, I guess, go above and beyond for the customer, isn't it? This is this is the this tier two is where you start to move from the things that the customer absolutely expects, as well as you as the operator yeah. absolutely expects. This is where you start to actually look at the things which are going to make a real difference in the customer's mind. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But 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 I think you you, you kind of. You've already got that mindset already. You know, you want to go above and beyond for our customers. You, you know, we, you know, we really want to deliver this this excellent service. And you know, and and, and you've got to, you know, I suppose you, you've you've recruited on that value, that personality. So you've got that kind of, you know, the, the person that you, you hopefully you're who's delivering this is really kind of bought bought into that already. And so that step actually is probably easier than you think. By the time you get there and you've done level, you know, tier one perhaps, by tier two, they've already seen what's going on in the restaurant and they're, they're learning from it. And, you know, that's, I don't know, anyone who works in hospitality, you get that feeling, you know, when you've really nailed and looked after somebody and they weren't expecting it. It's the best feeling in the world, you know. It's, you know, that they go, and you go, wow, that was amazing. And we, you know, and that's that, you know, so any, it doesn't matter what business you're in there, that beating an expectation of, of you know, or, no, or or really an effortless kind of service delivery um, is incredible. Really, you know, when you get it right and when you get it consistently right, and then you're right. Yeah, you can build up to the next, you know, that real kind of icing on the cake stuff. And and tier two, the things that you would class as tier two is where you would start to put tar- you would start to target as well and start to build your KPIs around as well. Is that right? Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think you know. You, you know, so many service criteria perhaps don't look at solving business or supporting a business challenge, um, and you know, margin performance based around selling certain wines potentially, or certain you know high margin good dishes, um, uh, or, or even you know, you know, just that upselling of water. You know, is that is that into your sort of service criteria? We're offering water desserts. We're incentivizing cocktails. Uh, you know. I mean, I'm very, you know, wary sort of like to sort of blanket that to say every business should be doing that because, you know, some businesses that sort of put sort of become too pushy with their service and it isn't a natural flow for them. Mm. 
and, uh, and you certainly don't want that bill shock at the end of it because someone's just been selling and outright selling. So it's about, you know, that level two, level three, it's about reading the table and depends on the business. Now, obviously all businesses are, are different and, and customers are different, but no one really likes to be pushy sold to. So this is about kind of developing that style as well uh, of, you know, effort, effortlessly sort of selling and or offering is probably a better word than selling. Mm. So I think in this model, in this three-tier model, I think it's it's more obvious with the difference the differences between one and two. Like your example of allergen training and information is a great one in tier one. That's like absolutely a must-have. Tier two, you start to yeah. obviously when you start to get into the um, could have, let's call them. What's the difference between tier two and tier three? Just clear that clear that up for us. Well, I, I just think, I mean people, you know, I, I added that sort of tier three as, as an approach for it's. It is a, as a kind of continuous development piece, really. So there's why knowledge and there's why knowledge, you know, and it's the same with food and that, you know, you, you know, can you really sort of talk about like the, the sort of prominence of something, you know, uh, um, where this has come from, why we have it on the menu, how it really works with this dish. Um, you know, you, you know, you've got to have this, you've got to try because of this and, 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 and that, that level of service, is you know there's a, there's a remarkable difference between that and and perhaps a selling kind of or a, or a KPI linked in you know to a, a level you know tier two which we're talking about here but yeah it's just really that and again it depends on the business but you know you'll have in your team somebody who performs amazingly well. Um, and you'll be able to see that potentially in, a, in an EPOS system that is going to tell you a high spend per head. And um, and you're going to have sort of like you know those who aren't, and so you've already got a benchmark in your business. Like, how, what would be what would be the benefit of getting you know these five people out of a team of seven up to the same as these top two people? It's probably tens, twenty, if not thirty, forty, fifty thousand pounds worth of you know revenue in your business a year, um, if not a lot more, you know. And uh, and so that it's that that tier three, I think, is. It's just you know, it it just takes it up a notch again, mm -hmm. um, and and people people learn from you know from what's going on in the business and and what's good. So yeah, it's it's uh, you know it's ever an ever evolving ever evolving thing there. Mm. When I read this, I almost thought to myself, like um, you know, I can imagine like a, a server or something as I was reading this, and I thought, well, tier two is kind of like. You know, somebody who's full of personality, you've given that little bit of extra training as to how they can use their personality. They'll naturally sell a bit more because of their personality and the education you give them around the menu and stuff. But they might not really fully or even at all understand what contribution what contribution that is having to the business performance. Um it just they're just they're just doing a good job because that's the way that they are. And I was thinking you might get maybe, you know, people who are coming through the industry quite you know and just having like a, a year in the industry um because they're going on to do i don't know drama or they're going abroad or whatever they might just sit in tier two for that whole year because tier when i was reading through tier three to me is kind of like well that's when you started to, to really dig down into what the business needs the kpis the um, and like you said the till reports like how is the financials and you not everybody will get to tier three not necessarily is that the way you kind of see it no, I don't. Um, <laughs> I, I know exactly I like, what you mean. I like, I like when, you, when you disagree with me. Go on. You are right because I, I think people don't necessarily know what they want. Okay. 
and you, you as a business operator, you, you know, you, you want everybody to be up at tier three. Okay. That guy, that guy that's on his gap year, doesn't doesn't necessarily know that he wants to be at tier three. So you've got to inspire that in some way. And it might not. Everyone's not going to be interested in wine, you know. So you're not. So yeah, you're right. You're not going to get everybody up to that to that stage. But but they might be interested in something. Or they might be interested in, you know, in, in food element, or they might be interested in, you know, where the provenance of the dishes from, or butchery, or you know, whatever, just something that's going to really link them to the, the product that you're selling. Um, but I think this, I think you've got to go with this as a, we want to get everybody into into tier three, um, and uh, and there'll be degrees of that. And of course, you know, you, you of course you're absolutely right in what you're saying, but. I just think it's uh, uh, have the mindset to, to get people there um, is 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 definitely um, a better place to be than uh, than we're never going to get them up there. Cool, prepared, love that. So, talk to us. Um, are there any use cases you can share, or can you tell us um, about any sort of success stories you've seen where you've seen people do this well and, and what's come from it? Um. <sighs> Back in the day, Living Ventures were, you know, masters of this. The service criteria, um, uh, or, or that service standard. So the customer journey was, you know, we we, we built teams around this, um, and it was a bible really to, to you know, to you know, to measure against. Um, and, I, and I suppose sort of like later on, like people like Coat. Coats are very good at this. Okay. Um, I see that manifest in, in in the way people talk about that, um, uh, in terms of the interaction with guests and and um, uh, and you know people who've 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 perhaps trained elsewhere and gone into that business. You know, have, have spoke very very highly from it. Um, but from a general from a general kind of like look at this, you know, rising spend per heads. Um, can be great for the business um increasing tips and service charge um and 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 perhaps how you look at that you know if you are a service charge business you know that can promote sometimes you know that can be a negative and promote a very kind of you know a level of service actually well we're going to service charge the tables anyway so you know do we really how much effort are we putting into it and something like your service criteria your service standards can really drive this is the must-haves and we must do this you know so it's a metric to record against and actually it's gonna it's gonna you know benefit everybody as well as the business so yeah it's a it's a good tool uh it's not it's more than a good tool i think it's an absolutely fundamental must in your business yeah superb so just to wrap up because i want to keep keep this nice and bite-sized um let's assume that the listeners are all in that you know they love this they've read through your documents and they understand what we're saying and they want to carry it out. Are there any sort of last tips you would give to people who might be going away and putting this into place tomorrow? Um, you don't have to make it, you know, if you're starting from nowhere, anything that you do here is good. So, um, so you, you, you know, I, I say write everything down, but, you know, if you've got nothing at the moment, then, yeah, just keep it simple. This is what, this is what I want to see. You know, this is what I want to see on the welcome um, we're going to hit these kind of marks when someone sits down. Um, the emo- I'm going to underline the emotions, but this is how I want people to feel because I think you can really get that across to kind of your your team. Um, you know, the, we, we want you know, do we want everybody in the building like saying hi, welcome, and, and how you doing? You know, and um, 
you know, and then same on goodbye. Is is that how the business is? And you, you know, it's also. I think we want to know if there's an issue, and I think that us a lot of businesses shy away from that. So adding a check back um, at some point throughout the meal, at least if not on each course, but done in a very good way and perhaps a personalised way, and something that you know if there is an issue, then we can deal with it. We can deal with it in house. I think including that in your service um, criteria is, is really important for, from a basic level. Yeah, superb. Brilliant. Let's leave it there because we've got loads of really actionable stuff, which I think the listener can uh, can take away there. So if you haven't managed to open the document uh, while we've been talking, then please, you know, go into the show notes uh, and open that document. Um, Ewan's LinkedIn bio is also going to be in the show notes as well. So if anyone's got any further questions or anything on this, then please connect with Ewan and um you know i've seen your your content on linkedin it's amazing and people should reach out and ask you questions so from me thank you for your time i found that really useful mate um and yeah thank you very much pleasure liam yeah great to talk to you and speak soon thanks mate